This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Yes, welcome to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Baron Wiley here with Pastor Sean Azaro. Sean, sporting a new hat. You're not a hat wearer. Well, I am today. Yes, you are. It was a gift from my dear friend, Baron Wiley. Oh, you didn't have uh, to say that. No, no, no. It's awesome. This is from uh, Hearts Home uh, Acoustic Guitar Store. This is a, Real this is nice a serious store. store, right? They carry high-end guitars, and uh, I've always admired the store. Uh, it's taken me years to be able to buy any guitar that would ever make it in that store, but I have a couple of those now. <laughs> <Do> yeah, <you>? okay. <laughs> I'm at that age, okay, where I have a couple of those. and uh, But I've always appreciated the store, and who but my dear friend Baron would come and present me one of these hats. Well, let me tell you the real story, Pastor Sean, because I was wearing my Hearts Home hat, and you were like, I need one of those. <laughs> you want to keep working here? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't recall it being like, <laughs> like that. that. <laughs> I, why do you got to ruin your thoughtfulness? Why do you got to turn it into something well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't looking for anything like that. You know what, though, Pastor Sean? We've got this new feature here on the on the podcast here. It's called mm-hmm. Ask Pastor Sean, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a heady topic, maybe biblical, life-changing, real-life mm-hmm. type of topic. Mm-hmm. But let's ask Sean, ask Pastor Sean, let's talk guitars for a second. Okay. Best guitar. <sighs> Oh, the the best guitar there is. Sure. Oh, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't even know that. I I've played. I think the best one I've ever played. And each guitar is individual. You can't you like they're not all the same. Of okay, there's great luthiers, custom luthiers. I my best guitar by just price and you know availability and all that is a a bourgeois uh, uh, Dana bourgeois. Uh, Signature. Dana, and is he still he, alive? He, oh yeah, he is a custom luthier out of the Northeast. Makes incredible guitars, and it is just—it's a very cool. It's an orchestra model. Um, just a great. How did just you get a turned little, on to that? Actually, the first one, my brother, my yeah. brother, my half brother, my Irish half brother, uh, ah. Donald Clancy, has a had a bourgeois, and I saw that, and I was like, man, that's a great guitar. So wait a minute, and, you saw this guitar in Ireland? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> no, not this one, but I saw one, and and yeah. just um, I had an opportunity years later. I was looking for a guitar, and um, you know, I'd actually had a couple guitars stolen, uh, so I had some insurance money, and so I started looking for guitars, and so I went, I found this bourgeois, and uh, made a bid on it, and bought it, and it's great. So that's my best. I think the best I've ever played was an Olsen guitar. Uh, I was guitar. hoping you'd say that. An Olsen That's guitar. my guy. And, of course, James Taylor, who we talked about, actually, on your on your radio program one day, uh, he, he plays Olsons. And so does my other guy, Phil Keggy. Yeah, well, he does. He does. I yeah. think those guys are given them. A little bit. Okay, I haven't been offered one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the price tag on one of these guitars nowadays? Back you know? when I had checked before, 25000 and 25 for one guitar? Yeah. Okay. Does it yeah. come with a case? Is that extra? No. <laughs> and no picks. No. <laughs> Strings extra. Yeah, they, they were 25000 and And you were on a waiting list to get one. Right. Because, you it's know, custom made. Yeah, it's custom made. So uh, Dana Bourgeois is fantastic, and he's got some of the best guitars out there. And you can find, you know, you can go... You can go find them used. And the thing about buying a guitar like on eBay or on even Reverb or some of the other sites is each guitar, acoustic guitars are so individual. Mm-hmm. You know, you can buy two exact guitars, but they're cut out of the, the, the tone wood is a different piece of wood. While they might be very similar, they're not going to be exactly the same. And, and so that's a big deal. And it's funny how you can hear someone play their own instrument and you'll go, oh, that's Willie Nelson. Oh, that's well, Willie's sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trigger. Right. That's that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's what he calls his guitar, Trigger. Right. And Lucille, mm-hmm. you know, 
it, it is amazing. And you can tell, you can tell that guitar. By the way, we've got something to talk about here coming up pretty soon here at River City. Well, you know, we do. <laughs> we are having this coming Thursday night, April 29th, right here uh, this week uh, on our campus. We are going to have Casting Crowns. Yeah, you've yeah. been waiting for this one for a long oh. time, Sean. This is the first show since when? Uh, Newsboys, right? Yeah, well, we've had little smaller things, but yeah, no, this is the, the first big one. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is because of the way their tour is set up, this is a drive-in concert you, you come in your cars and you can kind of bring your chairs or you can stay in your car it's a kind of covid friendly yeah. concert and we told them we have an open air amphitheater you're welcome to switch over to that but because they have all the concert set up and everything it's like now we we just get a truck rolls on. up and yep. unloads and yeah they're all set up in the stage everything comes with them so i understand that casting crowns is actually in the truck <laughs> when they pull up <laughs> and they start playing <laughs> and they start playing uh so yeah it's going to be a great concert um actually for many of you based on when we're doing this recording and everything this might be the day of the concert uh so it's just going to be an exciting exciting time you know mark hall is a pastor himself there he's a youth pastor for a long time yeah and i i honestly what we're about to do, I have been waiting to do for a while. What? Because we have a chance to interview. I had a chance to have a conversation with Mark Hall of Casting Crowns. And what's exciting about this is these guys are, he's a youth pastor, has a regular job in the church. Okay, I, that's what I want to find out. How regular can it be? Because of the schedule these guys keep. I mean, this is yeah. huge. Well, he only plays, I think I know this, he only plays on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, no, that that's what they've shared. Yeah. And they, to, to be able to stay connected to their local church, which, by the way, that is so healthy. Mm-hmm. That is so, Priorities. do you know how good that is for them? Correct. To stay connected in a local body, to stay ministering and discipling youth and people and just ministering in the body of Christ. That's the that's a secret to longevity and health. So, yeah, I, I just, I've wanted to talk to Mark, and now we have an opportunity to, because, you know, you come to our campus, you got to talk to hey. Sean. <laughs> so, anyway, here's a conversation with Mark Hall of Casting Crowns. Well, I'm here with Mark Hall, lead singer of Casting Crowns. Mark, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Pastor Sean. It is great to have you. Um, we're looking forward to having you at the Real Life Amphitheater, although we're not going to be in the amphitheater. This is uh, this is a car kind of parking lot tour that you guys have been doing. How has that been going? Man, I'll tell you, I did not know what to expect when I heard we were doing a parking lot tour. I, I was kind of seeing that movie Cars with just all the headlights and eyeballs, but um, it's turned out to just be a really sweet outdoor festival. It's just people come, they park their cars, they put their lawn chairs in front of the cars. A lot of families are just backing in the minivan and, and the kids are playing in the back of the van or the truck. It's kind of perfect if you got kids because you never know when kids are going to check out and kind of be done. And uh, so it seems like it's it's really been refreshing. And you can tell with families that they just, they needed to get out. They needed to be together. Uh, We need more of these moments. Yeah. I love that you guys did this. Uh, A lot of people shut down and kind of retreated from everything in the pandemic. Uh, You guys didn't do that. How how have you kind of navigated this whole thing? This has been a challenge, but you guys seem to have just said, well, okay, we'll adjust. Well, I'm like you. I'm a pastor, so in South Atlanta. So church, you know, you, you we might have to shut our door for a, a little while, but you're not going to stop doing what you do. You got to figure out a new way to do it. So we, we were on the church ministry side, we were coming up with all different kinds of ways to love on people and, and keep up with them. And that translated to crowns. Like we, we got to get to our people. Uh, I didn't come up with the idea but some angel in the heaven somewhere just whispered down drive in theaters. And, uh, and it's been, it's been perfect. 
That's outstanding. And, and, and we appreciate it, I know, and I know other people appreciate it. Uh, you've gotten good responses from people? It's been great. As a matter of fact, we played in North Dakota this past weekend. It was 37 degrees. Now, I'm sure in North Dakota, that's, that's just another spring day. But to this Georgia boy, whew, and they were all out there bundled up, just singing and worshiping. I mean, it, everywhere we've been, there's been a great response. We've been adding second shows, a few, a few of the cities. And uh, man, it's been, it's been really good. It's a totally different way of doing ministry. And uh, people now uh, to encourage us are honking the horn at us. So, you know, that's the first time honking the horn has ever been a positive thing. So, so now <laughs> when I'm in traffic and somebody honks at me, I'm like, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> another fan. Yeah, another fan. Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, one of the things I love about you guys is that you're very serious and very committed in your connection to your church and your ministry right. of the church. Talk a little bit about that. I think that's so important. Well, you know, we, the songs I was, I'm writing are coming from what I'm teaching. So uh, they're starting out as devotions and Bible studies and moments, and they would translate into songs that originally started because being a youth pastor, uh, kids like the idea of a song because it's over in about four minutes. So that was kind of a good way to teach. And, uh, and that's how it started. And just writing songs to sing to them. Uh, some, some members of the church I got together and said, we need these songs where we can listen to them. So they put some money together, sent us to a little local place, and we made a CD just for our church. A college kid goes off to school and meets Mark Miller of Sawyer Brown Country Group and says, dude, you got to hear my youth pastor. And, <laughs> and that's how all this happened. So, so Mark drives to the beach and meets Stephen Curtis Chapman for a vacation. And they're listening to my CD and call me from the beach. And they said, these songs need to be heard. We want to do something with you. And for me, I love that idea, but I know where I'm supposed to be. And I said, well, if I can still be a youth pastor and do that, if there's a way, then I'll try it. And that's the way it's been from the start is I've never had a doubt of where I'm supposed to be. It's not a noble thing or some, some he's doing so. No, I know me. And if I wasn't in the church pouring out into people, I wouldn't be writing the songs. You know, if you're just living on a van, you're just writing songs about your songs. But I can't go home and sing Voice of Truth to my students. They're like, we've kind of heard it. So you've got to continually be growing. Was it pastors call it the relentless return of the Sabbath? And yeah. uh, you gotta, I got to teach tonight. And, uh, and it keeps you moving and it keeps you connected to people. And uh, man, it, it, there wouldn't be a crowns if we weren't in the church. Mark, that is so refreshing because um, a lot of people start out with that kind of heart, but the stage and the lights can really mess with someone's head. And I've, I've often talked to musicians and, and I think even pastors, communicators who begin to get larger opportunities about protection, yeah. protecting yourself, your character and your heart from the stage and the lights. How has this helped you guys do that? God's given me a lot of protections. Um, I'm dyslexic and ADD. Those are my spiritual gifts. So um, when I walk onto a stage, uh, I know that something shiny is going to happen and I'm going to, I'm going to forget all my songs. Um, it, it's always been that way. I've never been, you know, I prayed God would take that thorn away just like Paul did. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is going to be made perfect in your weakness. So I still have it. Uh, so I'm, I'm all over the map in my thoughts. So I don't get on stage thinking, let's rock. You know, I get on stage like, all right, God, here we go, you know, and then being connected in, in the church, I see people 
and we're prayer walking the, the room before we ever play. We are a we're a blip on the radar of their story. And when you see the point of the day, uh, you realize I'm not the point here. So for me, people are connecting with a song that God let me write. Right. There's not a lot of room in there to get a big head. And if I ever do, then I've really gotten off, really gotten off course. Um, and I don't say all this as some sort of humble brag. Like, like when, when John the Baptist said, said, I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness. He wasn't doing that whole point to the Lord after you sing your solo thing, like this, this humble brag. He was saying it because he knew. It's like, yeah. I know at my peak, at my best, I am not enough to change anybody's life. And you're not going to be any better off for having met me. You, I know my place right now, and I'm not the point. And that's where I've always been in my head because people being a prisoner doesn't send them home with any hope. They need to be impressed with how in the world does God use that guy? And that's, that's real. And that's something that people can go home with and go, okay, he just got up there and told us all of his warts and blemishes. God can do that through me too. And that's what's yeah. got to happen in every concert. So, so if anything, uh, I'm, I'm spending half the concert deconstructing any idea you have that we've got it all together because that's not going to help people. That is so good. I, I, I absolutely believe that your connection in the body of Christ and being a youth pastor, right, mm. helps you cultivate that because your students will, will let you know if your head's ever getting out of line, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get off the bus every Sunday morning and, and, a, and a middle schooler walks by and goes, oh, hey, that's it. <laughs> that's what I needed. <laughs> yep. That's so cool. Well, I love that. And I respect that. And I think, I think honestly, just that idea, and maybe not everybody can do it like you do it, but I think everybody who, who travels, everybody who does it needs to find a way to have Christian community that keeps them grounded. You know, you know, and, and we've been able to speak into a lot of artists over the years that would tour with us and would ask, how do you keep how do you stay in the church? How do you like, we travel with our family. So my family travels with me. My wife runs crowns. Um, so we've done it all together. It's an experience. It's an expensive way to travel, but it's what we've done. They've grown up on the road. So we've got to speak into a lot of artists that are just getting started to the fact of your kids don't need to look at your ministry as what stole you. You know, they, they need to be a part of this, but at the same time, you need the church. You need some people that aren't impressed with you and know your business. And, and we're seeing more and more artists connect back, even in a worship sense. Mm. Uh, so that, that's been good. We're in the midst of this series at River City on called uh, Fear Not. And I think this last year, fear has just taken, gone to a whole new level. It's like it's on, it's always an issue, but it's like it's on steroids. And everybody seems to be afraid you went through a battle with cancer that um, I, I know when people hear the word cancer, the first thing that comes up is fear. How did God deal with you? I've loved reading the story. How did he deal with you uh, walking through that process? Well, you know, I, I'll have to say the first first way was uh, I was overcome with fear. <laughs> Just like you said, yeah. I've been a pastor half my life. I've walked this journey with many families. Uh, but man, when the doctor's looking at you and saying that to you, that's a whole new website. And uh, right. it shook me. And I, I remember thinking, all right, God, what are we going to do? That's the first thing I thought is, is I thought of my kids. Um, how am I going to say this to them? How, how am I going to get them through this? And I started coming up with all these 
grand ideas. Uh, I don't know if it's just a man thing or a dad thing, but we're just, we're fixers, right? So I, in my head, I was like, all right, I'm just not going to tell them. I don't want them to even know. <laughs> wow. and like, that, that's a genius idea. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't think I want the church to know yet. I don't, I don't know if I want everybody loving on me right now, which by the way was pride, but I didn't know then. I was just kind of mansplaining my, my situation here. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't want my church to know. I don't want anybody to know. So basically my answer was just, I don't want anybody to know this. I just want to get this over with. And in the middle of the parking lot at my church is where I'm having this conversation with the Lord. And I remember the scripture popping into my head from, from uh, the book of Psalms where David was talking to himself. And he said, why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God. He's like speaking the truth to himself. And there, there's a point uh, where feelings are, feelings are valid, but that doesn't make them true. And that's something that needs to be said a lot these days. Right. Yes, they're valid, but that does not make them true. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. And, and you've got to submit those things to him. And, and in that moment, I realized I was letting feelings run away with me. And it's like I had to speak truth to myself to say, all right, God has got me. I've got to lean into him. I can't lean into how I feel right now. I've got to lean into who I know. And, and I know in American culture, we, just, we kind of got this feeling that if I just love Jesus, all my problems go away and I'm just healed because I said it. It's, it's great. It's just not in the Bible. So, so I know in that moment that I'm not saying, you know, I'm saying, God, I don't know where this is going, but I'm leaning into you, right? Uh, yeah. Because we both know that sometimes God calms the storms in our lives, but we also know that sometimes God just sits down next to us and rides it out with us. Yeah. And who you are as a believer transforms in a storm where you realize, I don't know where this is going, but I've got to lean in to who I know and not how I feel. And yeah. that is where in that parking lot, um, it's just, that's what songwriters do. That's how we bleed. We just, that comes out of songs. And that's where it came out of just that scripture. Oh, my soul, you know, talk to yourself. And uh, yeah, man, it, it was a, it was an argument. As a matter of fact, at the end of the song, oh, my soul, you, there's the bridge where there's an argument happening in the song. And I'm just saying, I can't do this. But the truth is, you can lay it down. You can lay it down. I don't want to do this. It's just too much for me. You can lay it down. You can lay it down. And it's just a reminder of truth. Um, we've got to be in the word in, in all times, but especially in dark times. Because, yeah. man, there's nobody else. There's no feeling telling you the truth. Uh, right. We've got to lean into who we know. Oh, man, Mark, that's so good. Now, the song that came out of that time is about four-minute song, right? Like, as most are, right. four or five-minute song. How long was this actual journey? I mean, I'm, you're probably still in the journey, but as far as the really in the heat of this thing, the ups and downs and having to wrestle and not sure where God was taking you, how long a time period was that? Well, mine, um, it was it's kidney cancer and on the, the right kidney. So um, they said it was... It was enclosed, but it was aggressive, and they, they were not going to try to test it or poke it or do anything. They're just going to take the entire kidney out and then figure out what to do. Right. And uh, after removing it, um, I didn't require treatment, um, chemo or anything like that, which I was really thankful for. Yeah. And now I'm just trying to keep this left kidney. Uh, that's kind of the journey now. It's just keeping that healthy. And yeah. just had a doctor's appointment 
yesterday and my kidney's rocking right now. So all my numbers are good. I'm at that age now. I got numbers. <laughs> got to check Aren't with we numbers. All? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I know there's people listening to this who, man, th- they go through this roller coaster. One day they're, they're, you know, they're singing that song and they're high and they're trusting the Lord and they're telling their feelings to shut up and have faith. Yep. The next day they're, they're struggling with it. How, how, describe some of the ups and downs that maybe you, uh, that maybe you encountered or encounter. Well, you know, I think the best thing we can do is to tell, tell each other that that's normal. I am a roller coaster, man. I'm up and down and um, I'm passionate one day and passive. And then I'm, on fire and then I'm numb. I just have all these seasons, especially in a storm like that. And that's why it's a daily journey. And I gotta go back to truth and I've got to let God remind me who he is. Let God remind me who I am. And, and I've got to make sure I'm leaning on him. And, uh, you know, scripture is a big, a big part of that for me. It's, it's huge. Uh, Psalm 23, where, where he says, uh, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I mean, I've had some dark days, but I've never prayed for a table. I, yeah. <laughs> when I pray that God's coming, I pray that he's going to show up with a sword. I want swift justice. And in those moments that, that God doesn't show up the way you wanted him to, those are the moments we start thinking maybe he didn't show up. And, and that's when I've got to go back to the word and know sometimes he just sits down beside us and he says, this, this is going to happen but this is going to be you and me. Mm. And, and I've got to be able to rest in that. It's easy to say and pretty easy to sing. It's hard to do. Yeah. And it's a daily journey. There's, there's a lot of once and for all things. Uh, you know, one, I, he makes me his and he's, he's got me, but the everyday journey is just surrendering our, our need for control. That's good, Mark. That's really, really good. Um, I, I hope that's an encouragement to some folks who are listening, because uh, I think sometimes pe- people see a guy up on a stage. Well, he's Mark Hall casting crowns. You know, he he just goes from glory to glory and he has no issues, no struggles. And to to know that the songs you're writing, the songs you're singing, the teachings you give, the things you write your in your books, they come out of a real place. That's just that's just huge. And I echo what you said. You said, you know, people need to look at at leaders and communicators and musicians and say, boy, if God can do it for them, he can do it for anybody. Yeah. Well, Mark, what are you working on these days? Anything as we wrap up, anything uh, exciting people need to be looking for, or, uh, I mean, you're doing, you're in the middle of a parking lot concert, but anything else you you kind of want to let people know about? We're wrapping up, getting ready for our first single to come out. I'm writing a new record and uh, really excited to share uh, some new thoughts. I think there's going to be a lot of amazing music coming out right now, just because, Believers have kind of had to go into the caves for a little while. And uh, I'm praying that we all come out with light. Um, But I I feel really good about some of the things we've got to say here in in a month or two. Awesome. Well, Mark, thank you for being with us. I sure appreciate it. And looking forward to the concert. I'll certainly talk to you in person there. And uh, it's going to be awesome. All right, man. Thank you so much. Wow, Sean, that was pretty special there. You know, he's an awesome guy. He's an awesome guy. Youth pastors usually have a lifespan of about four years. He's yeah. been doing it for a long time. Yep. You were a youth pastor yep, yep, yep. too, right? Well, you know, Baron, I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Two years. Two years. <laughs> Done. No, no. Uh, I loved youth ministry. I really did. I enjoyed it. I, maybe it's because I kind of related to the kids, but uh, it's because a great Because you're still great a ministry. kid yourself. Oh, yeah. You're having a good time. I don't ever, I don't want to stop. Don't yeah. want to stop being a kid. Anyway, are, that, by the way, you are a C. You are a C.H. 
<laughs> just really? saying. saying. <laughs> so there's some older people around here going, oh, it's got the whole song now. <laughs> They've got the whole thing going. Anyway, great conversation. You, you, mm-hmm. if, if it's uh, the concert may have already happened by the time you listen to this. Uh, if not, come on out. It's, uh, it's going to be a great event. All right, Pastor Sean. Uh, let's see here. Happy summer to you. It's the, almost the end of the school year. And I just want to say uh, you're in the middle. Of, you're wrapping up this uh, Fear series, right? Yes. Fear, fear Not. The fear series not. is called Fear Not. And I'm, I'm at, we've actually got a couple more weeks. Uh, here's one for you. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. On Mother's Day. We're going to talk about fear when it comes to parenting. Ooh. And who's going to join me but one, uh, uh, Lori? Lori Azaro. Yeah. Lori Azaro. We're going to interview her and I Fun. and uh, just let that be kind of a conversation where, because people are going to want to hear from her. Remember the podcast we did, the very, yes. very one of our more popular, popular podcasts. We yep. need to have more of her, less of us. <laughs> bottom line, <laughs> bottom line. But for this week, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we're, we're represented as well. All right, good. So Mother's Day is uh, the second Sunday in yep, May here? Yep, All right, the ninth. We'll make sure we're here for that. Uh, Casting Crowns again is, uh, it's already happened. <laughs> it's either <laughs> happening tonight or already happened. Either way, too late. All right. <laughs> but, uh, but you got to hear the interview, so. Very good. And, uh, and if you... Uh, Share it with your friends, especially if you're a Casting Crowns fan. Uh, share it on your Facebook. But do like us and subscribe to the podcast and all the different channels because we'd appreciate it. The more love that we get, the more the good news gets out. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. Send, if, if you have any Hey Pastor yeah. Sean questions, you can uh, email them to me at pastorsean.reallife.org. You can check either of us out on Facebook and send them. Uh, we would love to be uh, love to be available for that. Anyway, thanks for listening. God bless you guys. I hope you have an amazing week full of his presence. Amen.